Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliet Beauchamp and I am here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus as well as Computer World Contributing Editor Preston Grala. The topic of the day is, you know, Windows 11 overview. But before we really launch into it, I just do want to let everyone know that we are live on YouTube as well as on the Computer World LinkedIn. So if you have any questions or comments while we're talking about this topic, I know there's definitely been some confusion around a win Windows 11 and who's eligible for upgrade, etc. Please do leave them in the comments and we'll do our best to answer your question while we are live on air. So as I've already alluded to, Windows 11 is going to launch on October 5th, but before before um, they announced the launch date, there was definitely a lot of confusion about who is eligible, what hardware requirements are necessary in order to actually get the update, when someone will get the update. So we're here to clear up some confusion and really dive into what IT needs to know before you know your IT team even considers upgrading anyone to Windows 11. So I'm going to throw it to you, Preston, first and ask, what I guess, what's the deal? What's the confusion and how has Microsoft addressed this confusion? Where can people go to find out if they're eligible for Windows 11? Yeah, first I'll start. The, there are really two main hardware security, both really security related, although one also performance related, that you have to have for Windows 11. One is called TPM 2.0, Trusted Platform Module. It's a security chip that's on your PC. It's a really, really good idea. It stops it could stop a lot of things. It works with uh, algorithmic transcription, but it's hardware-based, so it's stronger and better. It will also, um, it uses, it works with Windows Hello and other biometrics logins, and that's much more secure, obviously, than passwords. So it's a really, really, really good thing. However, it's a long-term solution. We don't live in the long-term, we live in the short-term, and as we'll talk a little bit later on, and here that there is a problem because of the confusion around it. Microsoft created the confusion because it didn't explain it properly and because a lot of hardware in fact has TPM 2.0 built into it, but not enabled. Microsoft released a piece of software to check your PC, which forgot about that. So Microsoft created a lot of these problems. Uh, the other thing is uh, hardware needs uh, certain chips like Intel Generation 8 or above. Um, also some Intel Generation 7 and above. And in, in an amazing coincidence, it turns out that Microsoft Surface Studio 2 happens to use those generation seven processors. <laughs> it was a miracle. What a coincidence. So anyway, those are the two main things that you need to get to Windows 11. There's been a tremendous amount of confusion created by Microsoft. They never explained it properly. Now they are explaining it properly. They have a piece of software you can download to tell if your PC will actually um, work. Uh, it, you know, will be able to run Windows 11. And uh, I tried it out. Works great. So um, you know, that's sort of the overview. But but. You know, Ken, as we've talked a bit, that there is still, I, I would guess there's still a lot of confusion about this. Yeah, yeah, there really is. You know, I wanted to make a, a couple of points uh, here, Preston. Right after the Microsoft announcement of Windows 11 this summer, you had a great piece in Computer World where you talked about how they basically botched this rollout. You know, and, and part of that was exactly what you're talking about was the confusion around hardware. I mean, this is something that obviously Microsoft should have known or could have known and could have made very clear. So, you know, Microsoft sort of stepped in it from the start. Uh, the other point I wanted to make though, and, and this I think probably applies less to like Windows enthusiasts, <clears throat> excuse me, and more to like enterprises, but Windows 10 isn't going anywhere. Windows 10 is going to be supported until 25. 
Yep. Is that right? 2025. Yep. So, you know, around this confusion, sure, I understand. Windows 11 is out. You want to get it. You may have a two or three year old computer. You're not sure if you've got the TPM module that you're talking about, you know, and so that there's confusion there. I don't know that a lot of companies are going to be rushing to, to, to jump on Windows 11 right away, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that, that's sort of the irony here because Microsoft didn't need to create all this confusion. They have plenty of time. I, I kind of don't understand why they're rushing it out this quickly and to leave so much of a lead time between now and when their, uh, you know, Windows 10 goes out of service. But who knows why? But, um, you know, one of the big problems, not a problem, one of the ironic things, let me put it that way about all this is, you know, Windows 11, it is not a gigantic upgrade by any means. I mean, there's some interface changes, uh, but you look at Windows 11, you look at Windows 10, you say, yeah, there's some tweaks. It's sort of a different operating system, but it's just really, it's the same operating system. I mean, to me, the biggest change is TPM because of the security it provides. And that's a, it's a really, really good thing. They need to do it. I'm glad they're doing it. But I can see a lot of people just saying, I don't even want to upgrade to Windows 11 because it's not going to give me anything that I want that I don't already have in Windows 10. Like, I, I wanted to ask you real quick along those exact lines, Preston, because one of the things that I saw bandied around this summer, because it was exactly that question, like this could easily have been 21H2, you know, Windows 10, yes. 21H2, not Windows 11. So why was Microsoft making this big thing about changing the name? Because of course we had always been told Windows 10 was forever. Right. Apparently it's forever until 2021, <laughs> uh, you know, but I saw, uh, I think it was uh, Stephen J. Vaughn Nichols on Computer World had a piece saying that this all revolves around security it's, and not just the the TPM, but that Microsoft basically needs to bring a lot of users forward on the hardware so that it can do a better job at fighting things like ransomware attacks and you know malware and things like that. Telling them, hey, Windows 10 21 H2 is here, buy a new computer is not quite the same as saying, oh, glitz, Windows 11, new look, security, right. you know, and it might encourage more people to, to, to upgrade to something that it is more secure. You know, you're, oh, yeah. you're right. The, the TPM obviously makes a huge difference. And uh, what's interesting is that a lot of the computers, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Preston, that, you know, underwent this first check, they have TPM 2.0, but it's not activated. So they've got TPM 1.0. And by activating, you know, the, I guess, whatever the upgrade is to 2.0, their computers would probably work with Windows 11. But that got lost in the shuffle, adding to the confusion. Right. And, and, and Microsoft addressed it a little bit. The way they addressed it is that in the, when they released their first software that would supposedly tell you if your PC was, would be able to run it, it would say that it couldn't run it, but it didn't explain why. Now in the newest version, it explains why. So it'll tell you that you have TPM 2.0 there, but it's not enabled. So that's a good first step. But you know what? It's so esoteric that it's not going to really, 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 I think, solve the problem. And, um, and you know, back to your point about, you know, it's not until 2025, you know, enterprises are really going to have to face this. I talked yesterday with um, a company called Z Install. Now, with Z Install, what they do is they make software uh, for migrating, um, you know, one PC, you know, data from one PC or even one operating system to, to another. And I was curious, like, what percent of 
people will have a problem. What percent of enterprises are going to have a problem? How big a deal is this going to be? They told me, and they didn't do a study, so this is all anecdotal evidence from them, but they do have their hands on a lot of information. So what they told me is that they thought that uh, probably half of consumers will not ha- won't be able to run Windows 11 because, exactly. wow. yeah, now that's just what they're saying. They're saying because consumers tend to own older PCs and you could have bought a PC as soon as a little over three years ago and it won't run Windows 11. So if you look at the whole universe, there's a lot of old computers out there. Now he said enterprises, they told me they thought were different. Enterprises, he said, are typical on uh, typically on a three to five year cycle. And so certainly, you know, already a lot of them would be able to run it. And if it's, you know, you had two more years to it, the five year of the cycle, then, you know, pretty much everybody will do it. So he thinks enterprises will be in better shape. And that kind of makes sense when you think of when Windows 10 is going out of service. It's kind of in line with that. So I can't imagine enterprises, as you talked about, rushing out to do this. It's hard to imagine because all their PCs probably won't be able to run it. They'd be forced now to, to maintain two different operating systems. And I can't imagine them doing that. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a rush from, for enterprises to get out there and, and try this or to use it anyway. I wonder, you know, what happens, because that's a very good point about IT having to support two operating systems simultaneously. Uh, let's let's say, you know, I think a lot of companies have like a rolling uh, upgrade cadence. You know, they do like one third this year, one third next year, a third next year, or one fifth, whatever the number is. So it's very possible uh, if someone's due for a new computer at work next year, they may get something that's new that runs Windows 11, even if you know the company is still largely on Windows 10, right? Well, you know, I was wondering about that. I thought that exact same thing. I thought, wait a minute, I'm an enterprise. Somebody comes in, even new to the company, let's say, they need a new PC. Are they going to be able to buy Windows 10 PCs? Can they go to Microsoft and say, we don't want Windows 11? Give us Windows 10. Now, I don't know the answer to that, but it's the it could be a, a really big issue. My guess would be enterprises are going to push really hard because I don't think they want to, I don't think they want to have to support two operating systems, training on two operating systems, anything like that. And you know, I had initially thought Windows 11 would be integrated with Teams, and it is, but really for consumers. It's not enterprise integrated with enterprises yet, which really kind of surprised me. That you know, doesn't make that doesn't make sense because I don't think of Teams as a consumer play at all. Teams yeah. is an enterprise play. I know it's weird. In in the um, in Windows 10, there is going to be you know a way to click and very quickly go to Teams, but they're playing it as it's for families and friends rather than for enterprise. And I'm sure enterprises will follow, but I'm a little I was a little baffled by that too. I was fully expecting it to be primarily enterprises. Maybe they figure enterprises are going to hold off an 11 and they want it to roll that out when it's a little further along. I don't know, but it really surprised me. That is surprising. Yeah. I was, I'm was. i glad that you explained it, Preston, because I was kind of wondering, what's what's the consumer play there with teams? Like, I, I have to... I have to be honest, I almost exclusively think of Teams as an enterprise collaboration tool. But I want to talk a little bit about rollout. And this is really echoing um, the point that you already made, Preston, which is can can an enterprise say, yeah, let's say let's say you're hiring someone and they start October 6th. Can you get them a Windows 10 PC? What's the rollout going to look like? Who is going to be eligible to upgrade on October 5th, even if they don't? 
necessary, even if they're not ready to upgrade? Yeah, I mean, anybody with a, um, a PC that will run Windows 11 should be able to upgrade at that point. Uh, for consumers, it'll be a clear choice. You know, do I want to do it or not? Enterprises, I don't know. It's going to be kind of messy because you might have some people individually who want to do it. And I don't know, you know, if you're an enterprise, can you upgrade yourself? I mean, you know, can you not go with the enterprise plan? Can you say, I want Windows 11 anyway? I don't know the answer to that. I think it's going to be a really messy, messy period of time unless Microsoft will allow people to run Windows 10 machines when they're new and not force enterprises to, to buy Windows 11 machines. I, I don't know the answer. Ken, do you have any idea? Yeah, well, I, I, one of the things that I wonder about, this is sort of ringing a bell for me. Maybe it was when Windows 10 rolled out. I wonder if it'll be possible to buy a Windows 11 machine, but then downgrade it to Windows 10. You know, mm. that, I think that's something Microsoft has done in the past. Yes, they have. I think that was might have been Windows 10, but that's yeah. exactly what they did. I think it was Windows 10 where they allowed you to do a rollback. Right. I think that's right. I'll bet you're right. I'll bet you that's what they'll do. That's the only thing that makes sense because, you know, again, again, and this is mainly for, for companies that are managing a lot of PCs, you know, that's not going to add another wrinkle too, you know, with new computer Windows 11 roll back to Windows 10 versus the old computers on Windows 10 that won't run 11 versus the new ones, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you can see how this gets really sticky really quick. You know, one thing I wanted to ask, and this is sort of tangential, but I think it gets to what, you know, some of the issues Microsoft routinely does. You've written in the past, uh, Preston, about Windows operating systems, the versions. Which ones have been the good versions? Which ones have been the not good versions? And it does seem to be almost like it's a, an off year, on year, off year, on year cadence as oh, yeah. to which one's good and which one's like, eh, let's get away from that, you know? Yeah. Windows 11, the next Vista? I, yeah, it's. I've actually looked at it, and you're right. It's one good, it's sort of good cop, bad cop, good operating system, bad operating system. They do seem to alternate. And um, it does seem to be a curse. And, um, you know, all we could, based on what we know now about the botched introduction, it doesn't bode well, I guess, is all I can really say. And not only the botched introduction, but just all the confusion we're talking about right now. So, you know, it could be that the operating system will be fine, but the way Microsoft rolled it out is bad. And so it could be, even if not a bad operating system, it could be a bad experience for enterprise is who are trying to figure out what to do about all this. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's not as dramatic. You know, one thing why maybe it won't be quite as bad is this. If you look at the, uh, you know, good and then bad, good and then bad, most of the time, the bad one was a big change. Right. You know, like Windows 8 was really a big change and it was really bad. You know what I mean? And so it could be, and this, as you mentioned, it could be 21H2. It doesn't have to be a completely new operating system. So, um, you know, it could be that they protected themselves that way, but not by not doing a whole lot of really big changes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. This is because this is so much just an extension of Windows 10. There may be the initial confusion and there may be some bumpy, uh, bumpy upgrade paths over the next six months to a year until IT figures it out. But I, and I, I really don't want to, to, to you know, 
uh, mean mouth Windows 11. We, you know, we, we haven't really seen it in operation really, and it may be just fine, but it just seems that Microsoft sometimes gets into this, uh, <clears throat> the, the, these problems. It, you know, it is interesting, um, Greg Kaiser wrote for us this week on Computer World, that the, the rollout path uh, for Windows 11, Juliet, this goes to the question you had earlier about if it's October 5th, October 6th, can mm -hmm. I get it? And it seems like Microsoft is, is going to be offering it up at a very sort of, not leisurely pace, but a very measured cadence because some computers may not actually get it offered until like next summer. That's sort of unusual too. But that's a good point. And, and I was reading in detail the Microsoft announcement and what surprised me was that they basically were saying, even if you want to get, I'm not, this is not their words, but I'm extrapolating, even if you want to get it, we might not give it to you. <laughs> that you know, there's a certain you know certain number of people who will get it, and then after that they're going to use some. I don't understand how they're going to do some kind of analytics with the telemetry, rest of the, the telemetry that they do. And yeah, see they'll what's use working. telemetry, individual telemetry on individual PCs to decide who will then get it and who won't get it. So it is going to be a very, very, very long rollout. I know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it really lasts even beyond mid 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So as um, before I do at launch into my next question, I do just want to remind everyone in the audience that if you have a question uh, specifically pertaining to Windows 11 rollout, you know, what hardware requirements uh, you need to meet, please do uh, ask it in the live chat if you're on YouTube or in the comment section if you're on the Computer World LinkedIn, and we will do our very best to answer it while we're actually live. So my question, I guess, is sort of, I don't know, advice, I guess, or just a general, you know, who's upgrading on the sixth, you know, like who, who's the, who's the target audience for the first, the first upgrade, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're figuring out who to upgrade first. I mean, I'll have it one way or another, I know I'll get it because I'll review it for Computer World. And so my guess would be it'll be people who just can't wait to get their hands on it for whatever personal or professional reasons, who just have to have the new operating system the moment it's out. Um, how Microsoft figures that out, though, I don't know. So I'm, I'm really not sure. I don't know. Ken, do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm predicting a slow uptake, and I think it's because of the, confu the initial confusion around it. The fact that you know it doesn't offer something dramatically different than Windows 10 does, and I think right now, I mean, if I, you know, to, to your point, Juliet, about who's upgrading, if I, if let's say I've got a five-year-old Windows 10 machine that's about to die right now, what do I do? Do I hang on for another couple, two or three months, and see whether what Windows 11's like, or do I just commit now and buy something? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm thinking like in circumstances like that. I would take a look at the the requirements that Microsoft has put out, what you need. And if I was going to buy a new computer now, make sure at least it meets those requirements so that I can decide later on whether I want to upgrade, you know? And actually, you know, I just remembered something. I was reading the Microsoft information. What they said was basically the newest PCs will get it first. Okay. That's basically now that I remember. Basically the newest. So obviously buy a new computer, it'll be on it. Unless you buy, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a period of time in which Windows 10 and Windows 11 PCs you can buy just because there's still a, you know, a backlog of, of devices out there. But um, it sounds to me that if you've recently bought a computer, you'll probably be among the first in line to get offered Windows 11. 
Sure. So we have a question from our LinkedIn audience, or rather a comment that I'm going to sort of um, craft into a question here. But before I ask, Preston, have you been testing out Windows 11? I haven't been testing yet. I've been writing about every single um, version of it. Okay. And, um, but but I haven't actually had my hands on them. I typically, I've had too many computers be destroyed by interim <laughs> versions. So I'm kind of waiting till it seems a little bit more stable. Okay. So this question I think is kind of about if, I guess my general question is, is if, have there been any um, like specific bugs or issues that any um, preliminary users have encountered? Because this specific viewer is saying that their laptop is running on Windows 11 Pro and they're having some like sound output issues. So I don't, this could certainly just be specific to them, but have there been any big bugs that Microsoft has had to address? You know, I, yeah, as I said, what I do is uh, actually for Windows 10 and Windows 11, um, I whenever there's a new um, build out, a new test build for Windows Insiders, mm -hmm. uh, I do a write up of it and I describe those kinds of things. And yeah, there's a ton of bugs. There, <laughs> there will be that sort of if you sign up to be a Windows Insider, just assume that you're going to get a lot of bugs on your computer and who knows, maybe it'll crash and die. You, you just don't know. But it's worth it to a lot of people and a lot of enterprise, especially enterprises. They sure. have to test it. Yeah, there, I could tell you from writing up all that there's plenty of bugs, less over time, but there's plenty of bugs. Sound output, I've heard that one and it would exactly. not surprise me because it's often the drivers, it's working with peripherals, it's working with all that kind of stuff that are always, always, always problematic. And don't be surprised if when Windows 11 ships, we're gonna hear a lot of those complaints even after it's shipping. There's so wow. much hardware out there that uses so many, it, it's just, you know, Apple is lucky, it controls everything. Windows, you gotta work with every single computer in existence and there's always problems. This is another a pretty specific question from one of our LinkedIn viewers. They asked, how about for Windows virtual desktops running from Azure? Did Microsoft mention any information about this platform? Have you heard any, Ken? I can't remember anything specific. No, I haven't heard anything. No, I mean, I know, did you talk, was it virtualization for Azure? Is that what you were... Uh... Is that what he was asking? Virtual about? desktops running on Azure. Are they? I wonder if they're talking about the Windows 365 move. I wonder. Yeah, but you know, I can say that one of the things that Microsoft did say in its um, when it talked about its hardware requirements, not the TPM, but the uh, latest generation of processors. One of the things they did talk about is that that would give greater uh, security to virtualization. So I don't know if that's related to what this, uh, you know, what the reviewer asked for. Fair enough. So I guess as we're wrapping up here, I'm sure the outstanding question on a lot of people's minds is, okay, certainly on my mind, I've got a PC here that I use for work, even though you know I won't be upgrading to Windows 11 immediately without guidance from IT. Um, I, my question is probably going to be, who who's eligible? Who can get it? Um, and how can they check? I know that there was an issue at first with the um, application or platform that Microsoft put out to check to see if you could run Windows 11 on your machine. Has that been fixed? Yeah, I tested it this morning and um, that's been fixed. Um, you know, it's for basically, I think the people who will first get it will people have new PCs, relatively new PCs. Um, I would assume a lot of enterprises are going to be able to get it um, just because they want it for testing. Um, 
I actually wouldn't recommend going ahead with it unless you feel <laughs> like you have to run it. It's because it's a new operating system and you never know what's going to happen. I will, but that's because I love technology and I also do it for a living, you know, but mm -hmm. so, but for a lot of people, I'm not sure I'd recommend it. Um, but how about you, Ken? Well, obviously, as a Mac guy, I'm not upgrading to Windows 11, but uh, but no, I mean, I, I think, you know, to sort of synthesize what we've been talking about, especially for, for enterprise, it's that it, it's, it's weighing the promise of security, better security down the road with Windows 11 with the management issues and potential bugs and problems with rolling it out now. So I, I, my assumption is that, you know, you'll have the enthusiast, enthusiasts who will grab it on the fifth or sixth. You'll have people who are buying new PCs for the holiday season you know, who get it by default. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have IT will be testing it, you know, to make sure everything works before they roll it out. I, I, I would expect to see more enterprise adoption clearly next year into, into 23 as it, as it sort of gels and just to make sure there aren't any showstoppers. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of my take on it. Sure. And so for any of our viewers, I have linked this already in the YouTube live chat, but you can check out the article in Computer World, how to check if your PC can run Windows 11. And that just involves using the PC Health Check app. So you'll be able to get your firm answer there and you can look into, you know, it'll basically tell you whether or not your hardware meets the requirements. I actually do have one last question. I know a lot the the reason for the hardware requirements is because of security updates. I guess like I'm wondering and this the answer to this question can certainly be no. I'm wondering is there any sort of like risk benefit analysis that IT has to do to before upgrading to Windows 11? I guess what's the security support for Windows 10 going to be? It's not like this is like a pivotal security update, is it? Or I don't know that it's yeah. pivotal, but you know, it's pretty I think it's actually pretty important. I would think that any enterprise would want to do this that whenever they can do it comfortably sure. and, and efficiently because um, it's only going to get worse. Security, the attacks are getting more sophisticated all the time. And let's face it, enterprises do not always do a good job of patching. And um, this is a little bit of a safety net that they don't have right now, so that even if they're not doing as good a job, they'll still be protected. And so, I, I mean, I think it's, to me, that is the most important reason to get this version of Windows. There's not a lot else going for it. And so for enterprises, I think this is one that eventually enterprises should jump at. Great. Yeah. It's it's not either or, Juliet. I'm sure, I, I agree with Preston completely. Okay. It makes sense that there, there's a, there are benefits to upgrading. The question is when. Yeah. Right, not if. Got it. So thank you both so much for calling in and chatting with me about Windows 11. This was a really interesting topic and I'm sure there will be even more to talk about right around October 5th. So, or perhaps right after once people really start tinkering with it. So certainly a possibility that we'll be talking more about it then. So thank you both so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this episode, please do give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. You can like the video over there and subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. You can also hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions or comments that we didn't get to while we were live, or if you're watching this after the fact and you have a burning question, please do leave it in the comments below and I will do my best to get back to you with an answer. Thanks again for watching, 
and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.